Thank you for downloading episode two of We Got This. I uh, just want to really quickly thank Mike Furman for our new theme song and Ken Plume for some of the audio mixing and processing that he does after we're done recording. Also, I want to let you know Mark and I will both be on the road in the coming months with both the Thrilling Adventure Hour and Welcome to Night Vale. So go to thrillingadventurehour.com or welcome to nightvale.com for all the details on that. And now, without any further ado, episode two of We Got This. Hi, everybody. I'm Mark Gagliardi. And I'm Hal Lublin. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle, once and for all, toilet paper. Hang it overhand or underhand. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Can I say something, Hal? I feel like I'm doing a podcast with Don LaFontaine when you do that opening like that. Well, thank you. It is, it is really, really exciting. I think there should be epic music swelling underneath you. Can we do that? Do we have the capability to do that? Well, you know what? We'll talk to, to our uh, music clearance people and see Great. if we can get really just trailery music under it. Perfect. Hang on. I'll get her. Kathy! No, no. Don't bother her. She's sleeping. Oh, okay. She's going to wake up Kathy, the fictional person. Let's talk toilet paper. Before we get into toilet paper, I want to very quickly issue a correction slash apology from episode one. Wow, already. Okay. It's already time. Uh, I mentioned in that episode, you may remember, that you never see a hot dog with ketchup on it used as part of an advertisement. And at the time, I said, I'm sure a lot of people are going to find these pictures and send them in on Twitter or to our email address, but I didn't really think it would happen. Fast forward, I went to the movies this past Sunday to see The Duff, which was written by my friend Josh Kagan, and I'm at the concession stand deciding what to buy. And I see they sell hot dogs there, and they have some deal for two hot dogs and a soda. One of the hot dogs has a waveform of mustard. One of the hot dogs had a waveform of ketchup. So I understand I was wrong. They do put ketchup on a hot dog in an advertisement. However, since we've issued our ruling, I'm going to file suit against AMC movie theaters to have that removed immediately. Oh, AMC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're also the ones. They have that advertisement of the ice cream sundae with gravy and chili on top of it. So you exactly. can't listen to anything they say. Yeah. And the, the popcorn just coated in goose lard. <laughs> I love that you refer to the swizzle of, or the swirl, or whatever you call, would call it, of, well, I know what you would call it, of mustard and or ketchup on top of a hot dog as a waveform, as if it makes a sound. Well, I only called it that because you did, and I thought, that's the perfect name for it. Did I call it a waveform in the episode? You I did. Don't, don't listen to these. I know. You don't know how podcasts work. I just assume I'm talking into the ether and can say whatever I want, and uh, it will go away and vanish as soon as it hits your ears. Well, Kathy magically catches it in a bag and then makes a podcast out of it by shaking. Kathy, it, will you please get up, Kathy? No, don't. Don't wake her up. All right. So now can we talk toilet paper? Let's talk. Oh, toilet I do want to let me. OK, before we do that, one more quick thing about hot dogs. Sure. I went to Ikea the other day with a friend of mine who is moving. And when you're moving, you go to Ikea. Mm -hmm. And I saw two guys at the hot dog stand inside Ikea, both putting ketchup on their hot dogs. And I stared daggers at them. I'm not ashamed to admit. Well, just very quickly, is the worst crime eating 
uh, ketchup on a hot dog, or is the worst crime ordering hot dogs inside of an IKEA? How dare you? The IKEA food is fantastic. The meatballs. You like the meatballs? I like the meatballs. They have, they will do they do breakfast there. If you go early in the morning and you're gonna go shopping all day, you can get some breakfast. And they have tater tots. Come on. Don't don't you have to go through the entire store to get to the food though? You do. You have to go past Billy Bookcase and give him a high five. <laughs> it's like a it's like a reward for having gone through an IKEA, which is laid yeah. out like <laughs> they lay out like a, like those old dance instructions, like the feet on the floor to guide yeah. you through. They might as well put the doom buggies from the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland in there because no one veers from that path. You just, you know, get on, you move at the same pace as everyone else, and you stay on those arrows. And there's usually somebody swinging from the ceiling in a noose. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about toilet paper. Let's do it. Not about staff of Ikea hanging themselves. So, so this is another thing people are like, I have very th- – this actually was not suggested by anybody – I came up with this one because I feel very strongly about it. And really? I think a lot of people do. Am I, am I wrong? In which direction do you feel very strongly? I've always been an overhand guy and, and to the point that I will fix toilet paper that is facing the wrong way. Where is the question? Will you do it at home if your wife flips it backwards or will you do it in a in a public restroom or in a neighbor or a friend's house, pretty much anywhere. We don't really, yeah. But this household, my wife Jennifer and I, do not incorrectly hang toilet paper. We hang it overhand, like oh, it's civilized adults. Now, is it? Yeah, that's what I say about it. It's it's incorrect um, to do it. Here is I, I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree that uh, the overhand is the is the preferred way to go. But there are good arguments that I've heard on uh, on both sides. Okay. First of all, uh, allow me to bring a little bit of the history into it. Sure. Not history of toilet paper, because I'm sure there's countless documentaries on that. But the history of this particular argument. Um, in the 1970s, on the, uh, the quintessential 1970s sitcom All in the Family, the first time that this debate was mentioned was during an episode of All in the Family – when Archie yelled at Meathead uh, for putting the toilet paper roll on underhand. So now now you may be unsure of how I feel because... Because you don't want to agree with Archie Bunker? Yeah, with the biggest racist in the history of television. Yeah. Look, we all love Archie Bunker. Does that mean that I'm racist because I hang my toilet paper overhand? Well, uh, yeah, it does, in fact. You are now uh, – I just assume that you agree with everything that Archie Bunker says and believes. See, this is the problem. This is the slippery slope of yeah. toilet paper and, and how to hang it. So, okay, that's not a ringing endorsement. No. Uh, um, <laughs> although he is right to yell at somebody for doing it incorrectly. Let me say this. I for a while, I was always an overhand guy, and mm-hmm. uh, my ex-girlfriend and I lived together, and she was an underhand person. And I really – it was not – you know, it wasn't a terribly important debate to me at that time. So I was fine with the role being underhand. And I actually got used to it, and I kind of liked that when you look at that, if you do the role underhand, it is somehow more aesthetically pleasing to me. Okay. I think it's because if there is a tear on the end, I'm very particular about things. Weird, weird little things. Um, oh, oh, this is true. Let me jump in for a second. Mark and I, <laughs> Mark and I have known each other for what, 15 years now? Yeah. A long uh, time. And we had, we had the opportunity last winter to travel together 
to Vassar College for a, for a convention, and we were put up in a hotel room together. So we were like planes, trains, and automobiling it. Uh, I didn't flip the toilet paper around in that hotel. You didn't, but you were very particular at the time. Like you had either just gotten your laptop or had just gotten your phone. And if you're gonna, I know you're gonna correct me with what I with what I got wrong. But like <laughs> if if Mark gets an email and he looks at the little mail icon on his phone and there's a number there. It drives him crazy. I saw him re- reset, reset his phone and reload it with apps. I think three separate times. No, no, only once. And it was because <laughs> it was because I had one errant app on my phone. First of all, the dot down in the corner, believe it or not, that does not bother me. I have really? had right now. I think I have a, a like 300 or 400 emails that I haven't read the little red dot in the corner. Those numbers get high on my phone. The highest that the one next to the picture of the telephone ever had, I think, was like a 49 Wow! voicemails. Like, I'm just – I'm terrible at corresponding with the world generally. Which is tough because you're popular and well-liked. So people are constantly trying to get in touch with you. That's very kind of you to say. I don't always uh, – I don't always realize that, I suppose. And I just think, well, let me – I'll deal with that later, which is a terrible way of viewing it the world. But that's – that's neither here nor there, and that's a whole other conversation for a therapist and not for Hal. But also a great podcast listening world. A great slogan for you. <laughs> I'll deal with that later. It is. I'll deal with that later. Well, I'm running for office, and um, and that's gonna be my that's gonna be my yes, we can. No, it, uh, I there was one errant app on my phone that I didn't want and I couldn't get rid of for some reason. For some reason, there was a glitch in it, or I don't know what the deal was, but I did not want this app on my phone. So I uh, I dumped everything off my phone and did a full clean reinstall of everything. Like you do. Um, totally normal. Does nobody, does nobody else do that? I do that all the time. I just did it a week ago. No. I, nobody – I don't think anybody else does that. Maybe, maybe they do. Well, maybe people respond and say they do that. Everybody's phones aren't as optimized as mine. Maybe not. Maybe you have the perfect the Vitruvian phone is your phone. <laughs> I've, I've, I've lost Vitruvian hours doing it. So what was the app? Right. Uh, it was the American Airlines app. And this was the same day, by the way, that Hal was uh, very tired. And as he was falling asleep, just just violently spewing vitriol and swears at uh, Guy Fieri on the television as Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives was playing in the background as Hal fell asleep, and I stood over him watching him. <laughs> in in my defense, I've never felt safer than with you watching me while I sleep. <laughs> but Guy Fieri is a monster who wanders into kitchens with that weird soul patch, touches everything with his hands, eats it, puts his hands in his mouth, and then touches the food again. He He's like a, a health rating killer. You, you want that grade to go from an A to a C? Bring in Guy Fieri and be on diners, drive-ins, and dives. Three types of restaurants. Those when are- you came to New York, <laughs> yes. Hal, uh, we went and ate at Guy Fieri's restaurant, and uh, I'm pretty sure they had an A in the window. A means avoid this restaurant. That's that's what that A means. That is not the health rating at all. Oh, okay. But he did have donkey sauce. That is true. That is true. He did have donkey sauce. But all of this is to say that you are a very particular person, so you don't like the aesthetic. If the toilet paper has been hastily torn from the roll, it's easier to hide if it's underhand. 
I, I get that. Uh, that that makes sense. However, first of all, who is hastily tearing toilet paper from the roll? Because you're just sitting there. You have all the time in the world. You know, constantly when you're in the bathroom, it's I, I better be out of here in ten seconds. I've got to make yeah. that meeting across. Oh town. God, I got yeah. But I got to get out of this bathroom. Here's the other thing: if you if you care about how the toilet paper looks aesthetically, I, I have two counter arguments for you. One is go to almost any hotel in the United States of America. Uh, are you going to give me the triangle argument? They they make a triangle. Not only do they make a triangle, but then they put a little sticker on it sometimes. So they make it yeah, even but, better. You wouldn't get that with the underhand. That's what is that about is that about necessarily the aesthetic of the toilet paper or is that like the the uh green M&Ms for Van Halen proving that you that the maid was there to clean the room? I think it's more probably that second thing you said because in the end you're not going to use that piece anyway because somebody touched it with their filthy hands or with uh those yellow gloves that are covered in chemicals. So, Wait so we'll minute. throw that out. They touched it with their filthy hands. It's going directly to your butt. Right. That's how disease, do you know how many diseases you can get from that? Probably at least one. Oh God. Now who sounds like the OCD lunatic? I do, but I own it. So it's okay. Second thing. If, okay. if you've torn violently at the toilet paper roll or, or mm-hmm. you live with someone who has and the, mm-hmm. and it's frayed. The great thing about toilet paper is you can take that square with the frayed pieces and then separate it from the roll. And either throw it away or use it as needed. So there's what no- am I going to do with it? What am I going to use a a disrespected toilet paper square? First of all, a square of paper is perfect for the Japanese folding art of origami. So you could make a crane. You could make a box. You can make a soft, linty, limp crane. I have no doubt that there are some cranes who look like that now as a result of man's unkind actions towards the earth. Aha. So. Putting toilet paper. <laughs> so you got, so I real, get it. you got really dark for a second, Hal. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I get that aesthetically it's better. That that makes sense because um, it's, it is gross to walk – like I, I did a, a quick Google search. I just wanted to see what was out there. And one of the images that came up was like – I'm sure you, everybody has seen this before. You go into a public restroom and – they know that one roll of toilet paper could go very quickly. So usually any stall will have multiple rolls of paper. And this one was like a long bar with several rolls of toilet paper, all of them unsheathed and different areas of tear. It looked like, it looked like, uh, like a toilet paper fraternity that had just had a party. <laughs> and it's nasty. It's real nasty. Uh. Well, what about in the, let's talk, uh, let's talk public restrooms. What do you think about the big, uh, like the big reel to reel side scrolly toilet paper behemoth in there. I, I think it's weird. I'm outing, I'm outing myself right now that I don't just pee in public restrooms. I know a lot of people avoid, uh, avoid that, but I don't care. I'll do it. Right. Not in like a nice bar or anything. Though I was in a nice bar the other day and there was a guy, uh, sitting down in the stall next to me and all I thought was, Damn, this dude must have had to go because he is in a packed, very nice bar. And if you don't go in that situation unless you really have to. Anyway, let's get back to the toilet paper roll, the sideways thing. Are you a fan? Are you not a fan? I'm not a fan of like when it's when it's put on its side and you're pulling at it sideways sort of so it droops no matter which way it is. Yeah, that's that's just that doesn't work for anybody. I think there's too large of of an opportunity for disaster. Like just filthy toilet paper everywhere, and that's the problem with public restrooms in general. Is they're 
they're ill kept. I think with the toilet paper in a public restroom, one of the things they're trying to do is avoid having to constantly refill them. So they are they are inhibiting you from taking a large amount of toilet paper. Actually, I know a, a, a person who used to do this back when I was in middle school. Their parents would do it in the bathrooms at home so that they wouldn't waste toilet paper when they would get a roll crush it first the first thing they would do is smash it flat so that the tube in the on the inside of the toilet paper was was flattened and what that does is it gives it like a every time you turn over the roll and it will make it tear more readily it won't just free-flowingly roll off the thing see and here here's the problem it's like i'm a responsible adult let me portion out my toilet paper i'm not going to use too much because (laughs) there is nothing worse You never want to be the person who clogged a public toilet. Or a toilet at a friend's house. Or a toilet in your own house. You don't want to clog any toilets in general. None of us do. I'm going to assume. But that is, I feel like I'm going to say that it's a worse feeling clogging a toilet like at a house party than it is in a Dunkin' Donuts. Because you know what? I'm out the door. See you later. Hope it doesn't flood. I'm getting my bear claw and getting the hell out. That's terrible. That poor store. I came here to do two things. Get a bear claw and clog a toilet. And I have a bear claw already. <laughs> and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> Unrelated. I also, do they sell bubble gum at this Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah, I really, um, I really need it. By the way, your toilet is now a mess. <laughs> hey, thanks for this. Let me, let me bring up a couple of other arguments. Sure. Um, these are more specific arguments, uh, that I have heard in the great overhand versus underhand toilet paper debate. Do you now or have you ever had a cat? No. No, I've not. Okay. If you have a roll of toilet paper hanging, uh, by the way, we're talking strictly about horizontal toilet paper rolls at this point. This is none of this vertical stuff. Sure. If you have a roll of toilet paper that's overhand, it's very easy for a cat to climb up on the toilet, sit down on the lid, and completely unroll an entire roll of toilet paper onto the floor. You know, I, I actually hear this one. I, <laughs> I, I watch cat videos as much as the next person, maybe more. And there's one that's okay. like a supercut of cats being jerks. And there's <laughs> uh-huh. one cat who's like at the toilet paper roll. And it, it, this cat is like, like if Ving Rames was a cat, just like big, muscular, thick cat, just scratching and clawing and biting at this. At this roll Did of it have a paper. tiny band-aid on the back of its neck? Yes, and a hoop earring in one of its ears. Well, that's keeping his soul in place. Exactly. The band-aid, not the hoop. So you saw this jacked black cat. And, and it was scratching at this toilet paper and just destroying it. And I thought, boy, am I glad that that's not something I've had to deal with. Although dogs will do that too if they can reach. I grew up with dogs and they, they'll do that too. Like, And it's the same thing. Like You can grab a the dangling piece of toilet paper and then go run and... All of a sudden, they're doing rhythmic gymnastics all over the house. Oh yeah! Oh, they can carry it everywhere. They'll uh, you'll see the you'll see the trail. You, it's almost like uh, Little Billy in an old family circus cartoon. You can see the trail around the house that they have taken with that toilet paper. Sure, they stopped to swing in a tree with the toilet sure, paper to and say hello to the neighbor. Pet another dog, which is weird. <laughs> but I, I get it. If, but if you're you know, not everybody has a pet, and even if we do, you can close the door to the bathroom, right? Like, I know some cats can open a door, which is really, like, that. to me, that's as frightening as a velociraptor yeah. opening a door. Yeah, that, that was that famous scene in Jurassic Park, right? 
Yeah, where it opened oh, no, the door. That was the scene in Calico Park where the, the cat was the one that did it. Yes, and then it proceeded to come in and destroy all the toilet paper on the island. <laughs> Hold on to the thing you use to wipe your butts. Ridiculous. So it's okay. That's a, that's a good argument. I've heard one that, that like it, you're using the weight of the roll to tear off the right amount. That is for underhand or for, for overhand? For, for underhand. Like that is the, that is an argument for underhand. Have you seen that in your research? I have not seen that. Cause that one doesn't make as much sense to me. Although I do like, here's like, the thing. Scientifically, it's going to give you the right amount. Right. Like you're, you're, you're able to control the amount you get a little bit easier. Well, I think it's, it's easier to, it's easier to roll the right amount in that it's, it's more difficult to over roll. When you're dealing with underhanded toilet paper. I've done this, and tell me if you have. It's the middle of the night. You've gone to use the restroom, and you can't, like, you're doing the letting your fingers walk across the roll to find the edge, and you just Mm -hmm. can't find the edge. So what do you do? (laughs) You play Price is Right trying to get to the showcase showdown, and you spin (laughs) the roll thinking, like, as soon as it starts dropping, I'll be able to catch it. But, but you are that, no better than a cat. That's true. I become a cat man and <laughs> I'm just trying to get like the one square, just give me something to work with. And, and the times I've encountered underhanded toilet paper and you've, and I've done that, it's a little bit easier. It just sort of flags out and you can grab it and you're set to go. And here's another, here's another argument in favor of when you, pull a length of toilet paper and then you try to do like the like karate kid too where he chops through the ice and you're just trying to like sort of cut through it like you know you're trying you're trying to separate it quickly yeah but some you know it doesn't always work sometimes there are extra strong toilet papers out there and you just get oh, yeah. a bunch more and you wind up like you look like <laughs> on in the monopoly where rich uncle penny's bags has has struck it rich in the stock market and he's surrounded and he's by just ticker tape in a pile yeah, <laughs> that you become Rich Uncle Pennybags. Oh, that's good for I'd for love one to moment. Rich, is that his name, Uncle Pennybags? Yeah, Rich Uncle Pennybags. You'd think that Rich Uncle it would be like Rich Uncle Dollar Bags. Well, that's the thing is he's poor a lot of the time. You start out with a certain amount of money. You have to that's you true. have to earn your wealth. People. More arguments that I've seen for overhand include uh, if you are using printed toilet paper or patterned toilet paper it is you will see the pattern as it is being unrolled whereas if you are rolling underhand you will just see the underside of the pattern as you unroll it meaning you will see you know the embossing on a roll of quilted northern you will see the negative of that as you are un uh unfurling your toilet paper yeah and it's really bad if uh your uncle who passed away a long time ago has left a treasure map because you're going to follow it the wrong way and wind up going to the North Pole when you should have gone to the South Pole. Uh, I would watch that movie. It's National Treasure 3. It's coming soon. National Treasure 3. I found a treasure map on my toilet paper. <laughs> uh, was this before or after you used it? After. That's not a treasure map. Throw it in the bowl. Just throw it in the bowl, Cage. <laughs> and then it's a, an hour of him not throwing it in the bowl. <laughs> so w- what about you? So So – all right. When you uh, let me give you let me give you the uh, sorry. I had one more um, one more overhand, uh, just a small uh, thing that I had heard. Go ahead. Um, not that motherhood is a small thing, but for mothers with small children or people who need to do thing one things one handed, uh, overhand is much easier for people who are doing things one handed. But who takes toilet paper off the roll with two hands? I guess 
So that's, that's a weak true. argument. But it is I don't a, think I've ever like I've never like done the Indiana Jones sandbag idol thing with toilet paper. It only takes one hand. Exactly. Yeah, you're not measuring it out with fear of, of triggering a trap. But you yeah. do sometimes do like, all right, I'm gonna gather in this hand and then I'm gonna use the other hand to stop the roll. So I, I get like nobody's <laughs> it's not so strong that you need two hands to separate it from the rest of the roll. Well, have you tried Scott single ply? Those single plies are tougher than any two ply I've ever tried. That's because they're made of balsa wood. They're not even uh, paper at that point. That's the thing. We I, bypass, bypass the pulping process to bring you the toughest toilet paper around. Are are you brand? Are you brand aware of your toilet paper? Do you buy a very specific kind? No, I'm price aware of my toilet paper. Give me the dollar for four rolls. I don't care. So for you, it's a commodity. You just want whatever. Whatever you can get, whatever's the cheapest. See, for me, like Actually, no, you know what? It uh, I that I I take that back. That's not necessarily true. I do like to get I like to get the Scott thousand sheets per roll one. Mm-hmm. I realize it's not the most comfortable, but I live in New York City, and in New York City, my apartment is not large, and there's not really a lot of extra storage space. Every little bit of storage space is filled with knickknacks and you know things like. I'm not going to get rid of the hoverboard replica from Back to the Future 2 that I bought for $5 at a yard sale in perfect condition. Thank you very much. I'm not going to get rid of that because I need storage for my 24-pack of toilet paper. Give me the stuff that is the most uh, compact and efficient. Okay, I I understand that. And I I used to not care either. It was just whatever was around. Although, here's the thing that changed it for me. When I was a kid... The first time I went over, uh, one of my best friends, Jesse, uh, whenever, when I, when I went over his house and I, I had to use the restroom, they had like, their toilet paper was the greatest toilet paper I had ever used in my life. It was like, it was soft <laughs> and comfortable. I was like, is this, have I mistakenly taken satin sheets and used them when I shouldn't have? And it was, Al, <laughs> I use satin sheets. That is the, so that's all I'll use now. <laughs> but I cut it into the square so it still applies. No, it was it was Charmin Ultra Soft. So that's what that's what we get. Either Ultra it's either Ultra Soft or Ultra Strong. Those are the two Charmin brands, but they're really comfortable and for me it's like Wait. They have two different things. They can't figure out how to make one that's Ultra Soft and Ultra Strong. Look, you have to pick one or the other in the world of toilet paper. They haven't emotionally gotten to the point where they can be both tough and vulnerable. So screw this overhand, underhand. Do you prefer ultra soft or ultra strong? I prefer ultra soft okay. because, because I'm not like going to be violent about it. I'm not asking a lot of the toilet paper. I just want it to be comfortable. <laughs> but this is, this is a pattern with you and I bet it's going to develop more in future episodes where you don't care what What's brand that? anything is. You just go with uh, cost. Like you don't know what different ketchups taste like. We've established that. No, I like. Look, I'm. It, yeah, there's a lot of that stuff uh, that I I really feel like. You know what I'm gonna buy? I'm, you know which version of the cheese I'm gonna buy? I'm gonna buy the cheese that's on sale. That's what I'm gonna buy. You know what it is? It's I want beer money, and if I buy the cheese that's cheaper, I'm gonna get an extra beer. See, everybody has a thing they spend money on. Everybody have, has a thing, and mine is a problem. Let's let's talk about toilet paper hanging. Let's get back to it though. So you you lived with your uh, with your ex girlfriend who mm-hmm. 
who hung her toilet paper under him. How long yes, did it take you? I believe that was because we had a cat. Okay. How long did it take you to to train yourself that way? Um, you know, it's funny. When she and I broke up, I still continued to keep the toilet paper underhand. So it was I, – I changed immediately because I didn't really have an opinion either way um, when we moved in together. So uh, that way it wasn't about changing it then. It's about changing it back. I guess, uh, maybe old habits die hard that mm-hmm. I had, you know, we lived together for four years, five years mm-hmm. and, um, and it had always been underhand that whole time. So I went with the underhand for a long time. And then, uh, I went through a phase where I at home, no, I didn't use the stickers cause I didn't have any, but I would do the hotel triangle when I would leave the bathroom. Okay. That's, um, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, look, I, you know what? I, I think it was taking a trip and seeing it in a hotel and being like, oh, I remember that. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you also fold your towels into swans and put them on your bed? <laughs> um, not yet, but I will tonight. Well, thank um, goodness. I will say this. I I make my bed tight as a drum, brother. Oh, you do like the hospital corners, that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. My mother taught me how to do hospital corners when I was a kid. Wow. That's the single dorkiest sentence I have ever uttered. <laughs> I don't know if it's that or the uh, – <laughs> my bed is tight as a drum, brother. <laughs> That's kind of weird too. <laughs> so uh, I will say – let me take a moment and bring this up. Only because in our last episode, we wanted to get definitive answers and we went with the – a hot dog and sausage council and the president of the United States. Right. Let's take a look at, let me take a look at this. Um, well, I will say that most everything that we've come across has, uh, has, has lent itself toward overhand. Yes. Uh, knowing the germaphobe that you can be, there is another argument that I've seen for overhand versus underhand. Um, if you are reaching behind the toilet paper roll for an, un, for a, a, maybe a stuck, uh, piece or you know if the roll is still intact my favorite is when the roll is intact and there's nothing dangling at all that's perfect but if that's the case and you're using an underhand roll uh then the act of reaching up and grabbing that end of the toilet paper frequently will put your hand in contact with the wall or cabinet or wherever that toilet paper roll is hanging so uh you're spreading germs that way well that's not a huge issue for me and let me just say to people out there let me just give you a little piece of advice. When you're changing your toilet paper roll and you have the fresh roll of toilet paper ready, do yourself a favor. You'll know, for, first of all, that when it, sometimes it's glued down so well, you, you don't know which way is overhand or underhand. So you could mistakenly hang it one way or the other. So I like to start the roll. I like to separate that first piece so I know exactly how I'm hanging it. It takes no time and it makes a big difference. So, so do that. That, that's how you counteract that. That's, you know, a lot of these are just convenience arguments. Well, I didn't separate it, so uh, that I, I should hang it underhand so I don't make a mistake trying to get to it. And and if the piece is in the back, you can you can walk it forward with your fingers and turn it around. It's not, you know, I know I made the Price Is Right <laughs> reference earlier, but it's not as heavy as that wheel is, in, unless you are uh, part of that comic strip BC, in which case it's probably made of stone. Which uh, you've got bigger problems at that point. Yes. Like how are you going to learn how to ride a unicycle so you can be on a wheel all the time like they are? <laughs> I remember uh, there was a Commodore 64 game that we had when I was a kid that was BC, the video game. 
and all you did was oh, ride like around. Based on the comic book? Based on the comic the book. Comic strip? Yeah, uh, uh, on the comic strip, yes. And you rode around on the, on the stone wheel trying to jump over rocks and snakes. And that was pretty much the game. That sounds like a terrible game. It was a terrible game, but most games back then were, were pretty bad. This is the early days of computer gaming. So not everything was, was a home run. And you had to wait, you had to put in one of those giant floppy disks and wait like up to 20 minutes for the game to load. Oh yeah. And, and I had, uh, I had Leisure Suit Larry in the Land of the Lounge Lizards. Oh, of course. That was uh, the adult game. On, yeah. It came on and I was like seven and it came on, uh, like a dozen floppy disks. Um, which now it would not even be, uh, using any battery percentage or space on my phone. Um, I want to get back to one thing, um, you were saying about the changing of the toilet paper roll. Okay. Um, first of all, I never, like I said, I like it when the roll is intact and there's nothing dangling. So I will avoid, uh, ungluing it till I use it. But I, I've been, no, I, when I was a kid and in high school and, um, even, uh, into somewhat of adulthood, I had a bad habit of, uh, taking the, when one roll would be empty, just pulling out the new roll and setting it you know, vertically perpendicular to the toilet paper rod with the old cardboard still hanging from the thing. I would just set it on top of that. I'm one of the people that's guilty of that. Oh, that's, that's terrible. That sounds like yeah. a terrible thing. I'll, I'll do, this is what I'll do. Like if a roll is getting down really short, I'll mm-hmm. put in the, the new roll and I'll take mm-hmm. the, the, Empty a roll and sit it on top so it's like the gears in modern in modern times. And then you just you use the smaller sure. roll up and then you move on to the big roll and you're all set. Sure. <laughs> Have you ever uh let it dwindle down and let it dwindle down and think, I gotta go buy toilet paper, I gotta go buy toilet paper, I gotta go buy toilet paper, and then when you get home and you open the bathroom door and you walk in, there's a roll of paper towels sitting on top of the toilet. I've yes, I've dealt with that. I've dealt with the box of tissue sitting on the back of the toilet. How yeah. far, what's the, how far have you gotten? Let's go with this. How far? I will tell you, this is the, this is, I'm not proud of this. This is, this is the order that I have in the past actually dealt with. Toilet paper, gone. Mm-hmm. Tissues, gone. Okay. Still haven't been to the store. Paper towels, gone. Still haven't been to the store. Basket style coffee filters. Oh my goodness. You are an animal. That is, that is, that is the last day. That is the, I have got to go to the store as soon as I stand up. You know, realistically, you should do that when you're out of toilet paper. Not, Oh, I got to the coffee filters again. I, now I definitely have to go. <laughs> it's okay to, to use those paper towels and those tissues, but I know when I'm out of coffee filters that I'm on to shirts and it's just a big problem. <laughs> Look. First of all, if you if you are out of toilet paper and you are out of tissues, uh-huh. you could just take a shower afterwards if you had to. You could you could deal with it that way. But like, as I want soon that as you, in my shower drain. That is true. You don't. Well, first of all, you can't, it can't be. You can't have had an international incident first. But the <laughs> the point is like we were, doing so, we were doing so well of not making this gross. I think we're doing a great job. I don't think anybody has thrown up yet. But it, like when the toilet paper is out, you go get toilet paper immediately. That is one of those things that you must have in the house. You must not have not if it. you have coffee filters. 
Terrible. This is why we don't drink coffee. <laughs> Just in case you're at our place and we're out of toilet paper. Um, I will say also, uh, I, I like to, I, I like, I do the, one of the other reasons that I have the four roll, uh, that I only buy the Scott four roll super condensed toilet paper mm-hmm. is because then I can have the backups in the bathroom. Uh, and I don't have to duck waddle with my pants around my ankles to another part of the apartment where we might be storing toilet paper. Have you not, you're familiar with the duck waddle? Oh, I am familiar with the duck waddle. I, I usually try to keep, you know, the way we buy it is in a larger pack that breaks it up into, into four or six packs. So you can do that exact thing. You, you want to keep Ooh. it nearby. You do not want to have to deal with the, with the duck waddle. It's terrible. You feel like you're in your own home, first of all, but you just feel terrible. It's a very shameful. It is a walk of shame. It is a version of the walk of shame. Yes, uh, but if you if there's somebody else home, just have them get you the toilet paper. Yeah, your toilet paper butler. Yeah, <laughs> your toilet for you. It's easier because I I don't have a wife at home. I have a roommate, and it's easier to say to your wife, I assume, uh, to uh, hey, honey, run a toilet paper, than for me to say to my roommate, hey, bring me a roll of toilet paper. Well, look, if you're somehow less embarrassing, maybe so, but I will give a tip to all the married men and women out there. Nothing will ignite the spark of passion stronger or have it burn brighter than calling your significant other in to see you sitting vulnerable on the toilet, waiting with your hand out to receive a roll of toilet paper, and they get to be part of that experience so intimate so loving there's uh-huh. nothing more joyful for for a significant other than to be called into the bathroom <laughs> to bear oh, witness you, look would she come in the bathroom or isn't it usually just like a you, you just kind of unlock the door for half a second she cracks it and tosses a roll in well, it's not. and then you have to like duck waddle you know 2 or 3 feet to the floor where it landed no Look, it's all or nothing. She'll actually like walk in the room and <laughs> hand it to you. Look, like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> like, like God's hand touching Adam's hand on the Sistine Chapel ceiling. That's exactly no, we we both lean out. <laughs> we we put it on the end of our fingers and we reach out and just like God touching Adam, we exchange the role. No, look, it's I, I feel like that's the roommate thing to do. If you if you love somebody and you are in a committed relationship with them and you are married. And, and you have given up on the idea that there is to be any mystery between the two of you, then they will, they will walk in the toilet paper. No, look, I, but it's quick. It's not like, Hey, while you're in here, tell me about your day. It's that, see, that's, it's quick in and out. I get it. Yeah. Um, but that is, you realize that you are one step away from, Oh, we only have one bathroom. We both just got home and we both really have to go. Here, you sit down and I'll just pee between your legs. That's horrendous. That would never <laughs> happen. What happens is one of us gets to go to the bathroom and the other one waits in discomfort for the first one to finish. And yeah, But it's always her that gets to go. That's, she's the girl and you're a gentleman. Yes, of course. Yeah. Do you pee in the sink in the kitchen? No. Who would right, do I'm that? Just checking. Who I'm would just do checking. that? I don't know. Not even, not even in college. You probably do. While you're, while you're resetting your phone. What better thing to do than. I did pee off the the balcony. In in your apartment in Brooklyn? No, 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 not in my apartment in Brooklyn. It's snowy right now. I see if I could write my name in the snow on the ground. 
Fantastic. New York City, everybody, if you haven't been in a while, it's just as you remember it from the 80s. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like the Warriors. I go through that every day on my way home. Yeah. Uh, It's me and those baseball dudes. (laughs) The New York of Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins is alive and well in Brooklyn outside (laughs) Mark Gagliardi's apartment. Oh. Hey, listen, let's not, let's not make this about who pees off what. Okay, let's come to a decision. All right, I'll tell you what. If you and I, we're gonna we're gonna go one, two, three, and then say our answer. Okay. If we both agree, then that's the definitive answer. Case closed. It's done. Okay, you count it. One, two, three. Overhand. Overhand. See, it's easy. That's how quick it is. And yeah. all of you people out there, I'll tell you, I read recently something like sixty-eight percent of people hang their toilet paper overhand. So the other 32% of you, get in line. It is time to start hanging your toilet paper the proper way, like an adult. Learn to manage the toilet paper removal. Learn to manage hanging the toilet paper. You can do this. Unless you have a cat and no door on your bathroom. In, In which case you live in a commune and you don't care what happens to that toilet paper. Or a prison that's been overrun with cats. Yeah. And you, in that case, also don't care what's happened. Yeah. And you can hopefully get the cat to bring you toilet paper when you're out of the roll. It'll come in and deliver it to you if you have a well-trained cat. No, Screw that. No, it'll just chuck it into the room from the doorway. What is it, an animal? I guess it is an animal. (laughs) So we have we have definitively, once and for all, settled the argument. Toilet paper overhand. That's right. But there are many other topics left for us to discuss, and we want to hear from you. We want you to tell us what things we need to settle. So if you have a topic for us, please let us know on Twitter. We're at we got this tweets. Or you can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com. We got this. Join us next time on We Got This when we will definitively settle once and for all Marvel or DC. What are you trying to get us killed?